This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the icon of vacations. Icon of the seas. Arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry Bahamas. Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. I'm in a period of emotional people. I saw all the, oh, I don't care crap. A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm gonna steal a bird from the Russian Bridge Mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Wing, rated PG-13. May be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Terramont Plus. I figured out why I was in a bad mood. For my Salt Lake City recording, if you didn't listen to that, just FYI, I was in a bad mood. BravoCon. I'm overwhelmed with FOMO. I was playing too cool for school. I was like, I don't need to go to BravoCon. I, to be honest, like I would, I don't, I would never like stand in line to take a picture with a Bravo celebrity. That would not be the thing I did. But like, I would want to go to meet and say hi and hang with all those people like the accounts the bravo accounts so yeah lots of fomo tons of it that hurts it's painful and i really don't get fomo i really don't and my feet hurt just from watching all the walking i would want to be driven around on a golf cart yeah anywho today is southern charm day And if you are new here, hi, I'm Emily. And this is She Speaks Bravo. But before I get into anything, I want to talk to my people, to my real ones, to my real next level queens. Hey, Shelly. Hey, Lissy. Hey, Jess. Hey, Taylor. Rita, Parker. Andrea, what's up, bitches? How you doing? Uh, Okay, so Pia, okay, this is just for my next level queens. I'm just talking to you right now. Um, Pia and I are going to record the bonus episode, The Origin of the Fox Force 5. We're going to record that this Tuesday. And I'm going to do my best to have that up Tuesday night. But if I can't get that up Tuesday night, it'll be Wednesday at some point. And you queens, Shelly, Lissy, Jess, Taylor, Rita, Andrea, Parker, you will be getting it first. You'll get it right away. And I'm going to post it as members only. It'll be accessible only to you because you're my real ones. Okay, now the rest of you can listen. 
Once that bonus episode, The Origin of the Fox Force 5, has been up for three days just for my members, it'll be available to all of you. And I will be teasing it. I'll put some, I'll put some uh, trailer together so you guys can you guys can see what it's about. But Pia and I are going to discuss how the hell the Fox Force 5 came to be. I've been racking my brain thinking about it. It's fun. It's fun to kind of think of how that whole thing started. But that is not why we are here today. We are here today to talk about SockDoc.com slash She Speaks. Little plug. You're going to hear another. You're going to get an ad at one point. But guys, it's like Yelp for doctors. And I would love this sponsor to keep booking. So please go to ZocDoc.com slash She Speaks. All you have to do is download the app. And if they see those numbers, they go, hey, you know what? Let's book more. Let's get more with that Emily over at She Speaks Bravo. And then this podcast can grow and grow and grow. And dreams do come true. Okay. Let's get into Southern Charm. This uh, this this very surface level reunion. I'm telling you, Andy is running out of steam. But I'm not, actually I shouldn't say that. Um, Leva and Naomi did. I want to say even more than one interview where they talked about how this was like the craziest reunion ever. No one will be the same. But we didn't see that. So it's possible a bunch of stuff did happen and they just edited a bunch of stuff out. So, you know, I'll do what I can with this recap, guys. But. All right. Ready? They're in between They're They've like broken for lunch, clearly. And. Taylor, Taylor, Taylor's like, Shep doesn't even want to work like in general. Why would he want to work on a relationship? And then she does a throwback to Kim. Nobody wants to work anymore. You just need to get your ass up and work. Andy does tell Shep, though, he's like, wow, I felt really bad for you. For the first time in all these years, I felt bad for you. And it, and I think Shep says, I felt bad for me too, which was very Lisa Barlow adjacent. Right. But Lisa Barlow does it better. Okay. So don't, don't think for a second I'm putting them in the same category. Okay. Don't worry. I would never. Um, oh yeah. Leva is telling Lamar. She just seems very insecure around Lamar. She's telling Lamar, she's like, I'm all the way at the edge of the couch. I'm practically on the arm of the couch because I'm trying to like, like Catherine is just so unhinged, but like all I can look at is her bad spray tan. And then Naomi's like, yeah, whenever I want to like, you know, have a laugh, I look at her feet or something because of her spray tan, which is, but Lamar just, I'm surprised Lamar is even there, but Leva looks it just they there's I don't know I obviously know what I know so maybe I'm reading into it but it just they just don't feel like there's a connection 
But then Catherine gives this really weird fake speech or not speech, but like fake. She goes, now it's my turn to stand up for the underdog because we always rise to the top. And I don't even think I'm doing an exaggerated version of that. I think that that was an accurate version of what she did. It was weird. What? Craig Austin and Vanita, they shotgun a beer. And Craig goes to the shrimp boat. And Austin's like, what? Which just shows that Craig, I truly believe that Craig really was manipulating Vanita. Not manipulating. That's not the right word. Or is it? It could be. Kind of. Like, because she, he didn't, in his mind, he, it's like he's, LVP used to do this. Like, they gravitate towards the new person because if they get their paws on the new person, because the new person doesn't know enough about them, you know? And so Austin wasn't aware that, like, that's what they were doing. And Craig, like Austin wasn't aware that that was like their thing, you know, just a small little, little moment. But anyway, back on the stage. Again, I need to point this out when Andy does the introduction to what should be a cutaway to a package, like a compilation of this, their, their clips from the season there is none so it's it's andy being like when this person came on the scene they had a collection of barbies blah 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 blah. i completely forgot she had a collection of barbies i was like she did because that's all you got that's all you had to pull from because that's all they had as a thing for her that's I didn't even know who they were talking about at first, but only the only reason I knew was because Vanita went, oh, yeah, that's me then. I was like, oh, yeah, you did have a Barbie collection. And she just feels very uncomfortable. And I feel bad for her. Because she's so closed off in general. Clearly, she talks about that. That's part of her conversation about her life. Um. She doesn't talk about her love life because her ex was mentally abusive. And Craig says, isn't that, weren't you paying for a bunch of his stuff? And she says, yeah, I was paying for his bills. And Madison didn't even know that. Isn't that crazy? He was a school teacher. And get this. He was cheating on her with a 60-year-old. What? I needed that. I needed them to dissect, to talk about that more. I need, can you elaborate? How, how old was he? What was that scenario? I'm not trying to be an ageist, but she's so young. So, in what world are you, if you're older and there's a much younger woman? Typically, that happens due to, I don't know, midlife crisis, you name it. Was she his teacher? I, whatever, moving on. The topic of her mom comes up and it makes her cry. And it's really uncomfortable because Shep literally is like, I don't know what to do because I don't really know you that well. 
and Madison is not tight with her. So Madison goes, do you want me to pinch you? Because she's like, I don't. This was so bizarre. Like, this was not a safe space for Vanita to be vulnerable. Yet here we are talking about something vulnerable. This felt weird. And I felt bad for her here. Like, let's almost like, let's skip this part, guys. Like, I don't think she should have to go here. But I, but then you want her to go there because it's like she should have the opportunity to, to give layers and context to her as a person. Just like everyone gets that opportunity. But no one else did. Did did Madison go there? Did Leva go there? Did Naomi go there? No. Vanita did. So Vanita was super vulnerable. This was like, what the fuck are we doing? This did not feel okay at all. Because that was the first time her mom had even opened up about her dad. And she very much was taught from her mom that you stuffed things down and always pretended that everything was okay. So then a viewer writes in and asks about how it felt for Catherine with Vanita bringing up the topic of, you know, are you parenting your kids to be, are you raising your kids to be racist? And it's weird because Vanita tries to explain, like, Catherine says something like, I, I don't know, it just came out of nowhere. Like, am I raising my kids to be racist? And it was like, whoa. And Vanita goes, no, no, no. I was saying, are you raising your kids to be racist based on what I saw? I'm like, so she got it right. Vanita, you asked her that question. Like, she got it right. You know, stand in it. And then the question, or I Maybe Andy asked, like, Craig, you seem to bond with Vanita. And he said, yeah, I really appreciated her having my back when I was getting ganged up on. I don't really think that there was ever, I mean, like, Craig always acts like he's getting ganged up on for no reason. All right. Well, I can't. Vanita says, I just wanted him to get his feelings across the way Naomi was able to get hers across. Hmm. I feel like he was able to yell and scream his feelings pretty well. She was not able to whatever. I don't even want. See, maybe this is why they didn't do too much at the reunion, because it was exhausting to argue these points. The audience was so 50 50 split on every single topic. Well, big one, at least. We were all pretty sure that, you know, Shep shouldn't have talked to Taylor like that. But. When it came to Vanita versus Olivia, or when it came to Naomi versus Craig, it was like 50-50 down the middle. And it's exhausting for content creators when that happens, because every single bit of content you post becomes a war in the comment section. And that's that's the the right of the fans that's the right of the audience to do that because they want to get their point out but it's just like you don't know as maybe producers or the network they're like well then who's who do we keep who do we like who do they like when it's 50 50 split then do you know what i'm saying it's kind of like with lisa renna she's getting booed at BravoCon. they can figure out okay so they don't like lisa renna So 
you know, with this, it's like, I can't even go, I can't even go down this road with like figuring out this yet. We'll get to that topic later. Um, so, but Andy goes to Vanity goes, wow. So Vanity, your friendships didn't survive the season. And I know people are going to say like, it just looks like they've all kind of ganged up on her. And I know that we don't like that mentality. I really do. I get it. However, there is a through line here, and it is that there was some uh, inauthenticity on camera. When the cameras went up, it was like, who is this person type of deal? Vanita wanted to curate her image very much so with the cameras up because she is an influencer and she kind of thought she could transition and translate that onto reality TV. As we have seen, the only good reality stars are the ones who are the most raw and the most vulnerable and the most themselves. You cannot curate a reality TV personality. It has got to just be you. Ugly, the good, the bad, the ugly, you know? So... Vanita tries to kind of say to like, I, you know, I did apologize to Madison, but she, you know, she doesn't think it was sincere. And then this goes back and forth where she's like, you know, Madison's like, you were talking shit about me and this is what Madison does. And she causes problems. And I have to say with this one, Madison, look, you do, (laughs) you do cause problems. Know thyself. And Granted, I don't fully know exactly what I think that Madison knows. I know that there was stuff behind the scenes with that party, but doesn't Madison know she intentionally didn't tell Vanita about inviting Catherine and Olivia? Doesn't she also know that she pushes buttons? I feel like that was that was a little bit of a reach. I will give Madison being upset about uh, Vanita saying that she snatched the phone out of her hand and saw Levis text that way. When Vanita did blatantly go, look what Leva texted me about you. That's annoying. Like that is a blatant lie. And that's that's upsetting because it's like you should have taken ownership for your part in that. I'll give you that. So they go back and forth. It doesn't get resolved. And Vanita says her biggest regret is not being more of herself. So there you go. And Craig goes, yep, that's the biggest lesson. Because if anyone knows to just show your true self, it's Craig. But Craig also does curate a lot for the show, but he's just much better at it. Much better at it. And Catherine goes, yep, that's true. Just got to, you know, gotta be yourself. And Andy goes, it's the birds and the bees and the one, two, threes. And Catherine goes, it's easy. And then Craig, I'm thinking Craig's going to pick it up and he goes, sorry, can we like drink water, get a Red Bull or go to the bathroom? And Andy goes, well, what do you want? That's three requests. Andy's so this is where I love to see Andy just knowing how to handle very difficult people. That's right. You know, that's where Andy, he's so skilled at that. He knows exactly how to deal with these little assholes. He's got housewife, you know, he's got Ramona for so many years. He's like, I got, I, this is, this is nothing, you know? Madison is doing the most with Andy though. She takes a picture with him. She's like, this is our first picture together. You're a DILF. She's, you know, she wants to make sure she gets 
asked to be back on the show. Next package is Naomi's. And her like thing is everyone likes to come back. Well, not everybody. And the the consensus is that she turned her back on the show, but she's like, I don't know if I turned my back on the show. Um, and, okay, so we I forgot that Naomi did post about Catherine. Like she made a pretty blatant post about Catherine trying to talk about um Cameron's marriage on camera. And Naomi really doesn't want to give Catherine an ounce of of that. She's just like, fuck you. I don't care. Um, deal with it, Catherine, is basically her whole energy. And uh, Naomi says, I had one-on-ones with everyone that mattered to me. And Catherine wasn't one of them. So I'm starting to see that. uh, I I just okay. I still don't understand what exactly happened between them looking and seeming like friends to the rift. But at this point now, clearly like, okay, I'm starting to see the mean girl uppity behavior Catherine was complaining about. They don't resolve that, though. There doesn't really seem to be any type of desire to show them resolving that. Unless, of course, it's just edited out. They kind of go back and forth. Catherine's like, you just, you know, don't really seem to care about me. And like, you seem like uppity, blah, 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 whatever. That kind of vibe goes back and forth just a little. But then they talk about the Vegas hookup between Craig and Naomi. And they, you know, it was this is kind of a cute, lighthearted moment. Nothing really big. I was like, oh, this this is kind of seeming sweet. They they went to lunch with Leva after. And then Craig, let's note this. Craig goes, Paige was okay. So two months prior to them being exclusive is when Naomi and and uh, him hooked up. So they hooked up two months, quote, prior. And Andy's trying to clarify, was that when she was hooking up with Andrea? And so like I'm now like trying to do the math on this. So this was like during Summer House. Okay, so super fresh. Then they talk about Naomi and Whitney hooking up and who made the first move. And Shep was like, he said, you grabbed his hand. And then he went to a bar and she explained, started when his dad passed, he called and kind of bonded that way. And it was a slow build and they were good friends. And when Andy asked if they were dating, she goes, no, no, which I thought was a strange response. But I think maybe she did that because she's dating someone else. So maybe she was like, no, no, like, absolutely not. Maybe that's why that response happened. And then Andy asks, how many times do you have to sneak out of Pat's house in the morning? And she's like, I'd actually hope to see Pat in the morning, but she wakes up so late. <laughs> what a life. What a life. Just whenever she feels, wakes up around noon. What's she got? What's she got to wake up early for? But Catherine says, Catherine goes on and on about how she felt really hurt by the fact that she was kept a secret on camera. But then Naomi's like, that's most likely because of Thomas. She's like, oh, that's true. I'm like, duh. No one wanted to mess with anything that had to do with Thomas and you. So that is all that was. 100%. Catherine, you're a hottie. Okay. 
no one would be afraid to admit they hooked up with you. But Thomas, yeah, no one's coming near that. But I know how Catherine must feel, especially since her entire time on this show has been like the scandal. That was kind of, you know, her choices led to that. But still, Thomas made sure that she was like a pariah. Then they go, then Craig, how did you feel about it? I thought it was great. And clearly Craig was like, I'm not going to give this a lot of light. I'm really not. But Andy tries. He tries to get something out of Craig. He's like, you said it was breaking bro code. And Craig's like, well, I mean, it is. You know, you don't hook up with your friend's ex. And then Andy sort of goes, maybe you're still in love with her. Okay, we're going to leave it there and take a break. And that's it. Over. You would think that when they say, we'll leave it there and take a break, that when they came back, they would pick it back up. Nope. That's it. Bye bye. They come back and Craig has ripped his pants and they discuss his underwear situation. And I guess this is a Craig package because they move along to the topic of I'm guessing it's kind of the topic of. Craig and Shep, but they this was very disjointed. It wasn't like they didn't really get into like nitty gritty stuff. So I couldn't quite figure out how to make my notes. So I wrote literally Craig's package, I guess. It's about if if Shep is jealous of Craig's success and. It, they talk about how there's been a competition and they go back to that, that one fateful uh, like auction, you know, date, whatever that thing was where Craig ended up winning. And Shep was super jealous of Craig at that time. But now I, I know I don't personally think that Shep is jealous of Craig's success because to be honest, Shep doesn't need like success. He doesn't need like uh, uh, what am I trying to say? He doesn't need money from these shows or he doesn't need to prove his worth that way because he does have so much sickening amount of family money. He's like, that's just not a, a flex he needs as where as where Craig does. So Craig does, in my opinion, pro- he projects that onto Shep. When Shep is truly saying, I think in real time, when the conversation of you've been neglecting us, you've been kind of leaving us out of your life comes up, Craig goes back to that place, which Craig kind of seems to admit. Craig says, you know, I'm used to them, meaning Shep and Whitney, namely, I'm used to them coming at me for that. So when they say something, it triggers me and I go back there. So it seemed like everyone was kind of on a good that that wrapped up kind of nice, like, cool. okay. Then they go to Craig's blackout in St. Simon's and and uh, Andy goes, do you remember wrestling Austin? And fucking Naomi goes, you tried to pay the Uber driver in leaves. That visual is outstanding. First of all, what leaves? Where'd you get the leaves? Did you get out of the Uber and like fall to the ground and then find leaves and go here and hand them over, like try to hand over the leaves? This is for you. That's amazing. And he that but Craig keeps doing this for like something that shouldn't be like 
philosophical. He turns it into, he goes, after I quit Adderall, I replaced it with Jaeger. And he goes, it highlighted a drinking issue. Okay. Well, are you doing anything about it? I'm happy that this conversation does come up because somehow they get on the topic of Craig talking shit about Naomi. Again, I don't really know how they segued into this. Uh, and Andy says, it sounds like it seemed like you were trying to spin the narrative that Naomi wasn't over you and was obsessed with you. And Craig's explanation of this is that uh, he's like, I'm a very jealous person and I didn't want Paige to feel that way. So I handled it wrong. Okay. And I think Naomi knew that because she really protected Craig too. Like she could have been like, you just text me that we're cool and all this stuff. And now you're telling me that we're not. And now we're on camera and now it's a whole different story. Like, I'm not really buying this. Craig just wants this to go away. Craig's like, I handled it wrong. Oh, well, again, maybe they maybe they're cutting a lot out. But he's like, mm. and it seems like Naomi's not interested in really getting back into it. It seems like they're all over it. And I guess this is what happens when it takes so long for them to get a show out. And then by the time they film the reunion, it's just been so long. So maybe that's what's happening. And Andy goes, a lot of people are speculating about. What do you think they're speculating about? And Craig acts like he doesn't. I was like, oh, a lot of things probably. And they're obviously speculating that he's he's still uh, in love with Naomi. And he goes, look, she just still pushes my buttons. And she's like, I'm sorry, I'm trying not to. I really don't. I don't think they are. I don't think he's still in love with her. I think that she just is. They had a very um, toxic relationship. And in his old thinking, she's the one that got away or not the one that got away. But she's in his old thinking. She left him for, quote, no reason. And I think he's just bitter about it. I don't, th I think he's very happy with Paige. Before I book a brunch reservation, I pour over the reviews to find the perfect place. Why would I not do that when booking a doctor's appointment? With ZocDoc, you can see real, verified patient reviews to help you find the doctor in your network and in your neighborhood that fits your needs. After all, finding the right doctor is just as, if not more important than finding the perfect eggs benedict. I use ZocDoc, and you should too. It's a free app that shows you doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, and are available when you need them. On ZocDoc, you can find every specialist under the sun. Whether you're trying to straighten your teeth, fix an achy back, get that mole checked out, or anything else, ZocDoc has you covered. ZocDoc's mobile app is as easy as ordering a ride to a restaurant or getting delivery to your house. Search Find and book doctors with a few taps. Find and review local doctors. Read verified patient reviews from real people who made real appointments. 
Now when you walk into that doctor's office, you're all set to see someone in your network who gets you. Go to ZocDoc.com, find the doctor that is right for you, and book an appointment in person or remotely that works for your schedule. Every month, millions of people use ZocDoc, and I'm one of them. It's my go-to whenever I need to find and book a quality doctor. Go to ZocDoc.com slash SheSpeaks and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then start your search for a top-rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash SheSpeaks. ZocDoc.com slash SheSpeaks. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So Paige convinced Craig to invite her to the party and Andy goes, why make the effort to invite to invite her and then treat her like an afterthought when she arrived? And Craig says, if I did, I didn't mean to. There was a lot of people there. And Levis says, well, then why were you like their petulant children, their petulant children when we were just trying to sit at a table? Andy goes, why not have a seating chart? And then Craig Because, you know, you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. I don't know if he knows what that means. Because if you had a seating chart, you wouldn't have been damned. If you had a seating chart, it would have been super easy. Because this is a complicated little group of friends you got going on here. And then you would have known exactly how many seats were needed at the table. This would have been like. Okay, we have enough chairs because all the place cards are assigned, you know. Uh, He goes, because if like I had done a seating chart, then I'm responsible for who's sitting next to each other. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so then Andy goes, well, then how did it work without the seating chart? And Craig has the nerve to say it worked for everyone except Leva and Naomi. And so Andy goes, Hi. Well, um, they're your guests, so it didn't work. You just sort of proved that you didn't care about them. Right? Isn't that what you just said? Isn't that what he just said? It worked for everyone except those two people. So didn't work for everyone. Right? Then Craig goes into, well, Leva made the party all about herself. I'm still confused why, Leva, you came in with the chip on your shoulder. And this is where I wish Leva would stand in it more. 
Because instead of saying, you know what, because you've been, you were acting like an asshole all season. Every time we'd film, you'd yell at me and you're, you know, I don't respect that. Instead, she starts with this thing. She goes, I was very stressed out for multiple reasons. I have a child. I basically run a fucking empire with my husband. Okay. Oh, like, it's not a joke. I was seeing my therapist every other day. Why? I would like to know why. Why? Because you didn't mention that once when you were filming. And I was like, whoa, you went zero to 100. No, no. He asked why you showed up with the chip on your shoulder. And you said that you. It's because you have a kid and you run an empire. And you were seeing your therapist every other day. Well, then shouldn't you be a little bit better? No one knew what was going on with you. None of us have a clue why you were upset. She says, I wasn't trying to come for you. Mm. You went over to his business partners and started talking shit. And she's like, denies it. She's like, no, I didn't. I did not. I did not say that your business partners were, were the ones who really ran your business. What? It's literally on camera. Like, literally on camera. That's crazy that you're denying that. And then this gets really annoying because I, okay, I, they're not telling us enough, I guess, of what happened. I don't like it, to me, it comes across like Leva is not admitting that she walked in pissed off at Craig for something else, I guess. And then she was, she was, you don't go up to someone's business partners at their event and start talking about them when they're literally right behind you and then say they run your part, they run your business, not you. And then Craig is, you know, trying to downplay the fact that he's like, you can leave, get out of my party. But honestly, I did, I've, I don't know why I, maybe I'm fucked up, but what, like, I don't know why I felt like he should have done that. That's messed up, right? That I'm saying this. But like, why would you go up to his business partners and talk about him like that? I don't know. I I don't know where I land on this. Because Leva's refusing to admit that she did anything wrong. And Andy's trying to get her to admit that. And then she won't. And then because she goes, he's like, well, well, can you admit that like you were harsh? And she goes, when I'm poked, I react. But like you walked in hot, like right away, you kind of talk shit. Like when he said something like I'm the idea guy. And she's like, you are aware that ideas are the easy part, right? Like right in front of Vanita and his business partner. Then he tries to get Craig to admit that he was harsh. And then he just moves. Andy moves on. And he's like, OK, I don't care. Then they go to the Leva package. And it's all about how she's the mom of the group. And Catherine is like, oh, whatever, please. And Leva's like, you know, I can hear you, right? She goes, I don't care. <laughs> and the last line of her intro, though, is from mothering to meddling. And then Andy goes, we're all, everyone's really excited about your new show, Southern Hospitality. 
Then the clip they show is horrible. They show they show Leva telling her staff to pull down their their uniforms that they've been given by her to wear. I'm assuming. She's like, you know, we're still in the South. I'm like, okay, but aren't these your uniforms that you gave them to wear? This is your contribution to their staff meeting. And then someone's birth control alarm is going off. And she's like, babe, go get my birth control. God, we're we're really going over the top here. Really going over the top. And so a viewer writes in and says, like, you know, Leva's bossy and and Leva comes up with a I don't know if she came up with it, but she goes, yes, I advise to my demise. And uh, there's all these other viewers writing in about how it's super annoying that Leva gets involved in everyone's fights. And Andy asks if there's a fight she does regret getting involved in. And she says she does regret getting involved at the joint birthday for Vanita and Madison. But Vanita throws Leva a bone here. She's like, no, I, 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 because Andy is like, do you wish she hadn't done that? And she goes, no, it actually ended up opening, opening things to resolution and whatever. She kind of just, Vanita's trying to smooth that relationship over, which is very clear. Andy brings up Leva unfollowing the cast and the majority of them raise their hands. And she explains that she just didn't want to see their faces anymore. And after, you know, after that whole thing happened, Madison was like, (laughs) Madison was happy that happened. Madison is shameless about it. And it seems like when they go to commercial here. So Andy's like, okay, more from this when we come back. And it has that music, like they're going to pick it back up. But no, when they come back, some viewer writes in about Shep not using birth control. Maybe he should since he's allergic to committed monogamous relationships. Like, oh, so we're done with Leva? Like, I I don't know. I, I don't know why I feel like there should be more. Maybe I guess that was it. But okay. Oh. But Andy asks if uh, Shep wants kids based on this question. And Taylor goes, he's 43 years old. And Andy goes, I was 50. And Taylor goes, you want a family? And Shep's like, we talked about kids and how to raise them. And then Taylor goes, and you failed. And Shep goes, damn right I did. (laughs) And Taylor goes, why do you accept Failure, failure, Shep, work on yourself. Here's, this is like the realization that she had this like mission from God to love Shep. And so him accepting failure is like her having to accept failure too. It's just my theory. Okay. And then Andy goes, what, Craig, what did you mean about there being fires everywhere? And they flash back to that clip. And then Taylor goes, and then it cuts to you hitting on my sorority sister. And Austin admits that Taylor called him and asked if Shep was cheating. And Austin here, God, can you not tell that they're totally lying? 
Austin's like, I go, no, uh, I don't know what Craig is talking about. And from what I remember, uh, I don't remember Shep. And Shep comes in and is like, it's okay. It's okay, honestly. And then Craig's like, you guys just had a lot going on, you know, like you would call him and, you know, you left for a while and like they were trying to be good and make it seem like everything was okay when everything was falling apart. Which is true, Taylor. You were trying to pretend like everything was fine, and it was not. Like you were not in a happy relationship. But then, Andy asks how Taylor's parents liked Shep, and they liked him. Andy goes, even when he called you an idiot, and she's crying and says, "Yep," as if that's good. That's not good. And then Andy says to Shep, Marcy says, you speak to your mom like that. And Taylor confirms it. Taylor's like, yep, he will degrade his parents more than anything. And the next day he wakes up like nothing happened. And Shep is trying so hard to deny this because, you know, this is like secret behavior that no one should see in Shep's mind. Like no one. And Taylor's the way you speak to your parents who send you checks in your fucking mailbox. Shep's like, when? Every fucking month, Shep. What are you talking about? He's like, fuck. Fuck, man. This is like, I'm like, Shep, we all know you're a trust fund kid. And then Shep admits he could not even watch the episode. And Taylor, that's a flaw. You should watch it. You have no one holding you accountable. And here's where I I co-sign Taylor's rants. Because this is true. And it gets uncomfortable because... This is the case. No one does hold Shep accountable. So I'm here for this. And he goes, who does hold you accountable? Taylor, nobody. Who holds you accountable, Shep? And then Shep, you know Shep's losing here. He goes, I'm not playing this game with you, Taylor. Mm. You know Shep said that in private before. He said that bullshit in private. And that's... uh, That's not going to work here. Do Craig and Austin hold you accountable? And Craig goes, no, I leave. That's not holding someone accountable. It's like the opposite. And then Shep, another another manipulation tactic. He goes, you would think I'm Ted Bundy over here. Gaslighting. That is gaslighting right there. Because it's now you're making me feel crazy because... I'm not answering your question, so I'm going to make you feel like you would think I'm Ted Bundy over here. No one said that. Now you're avoid. That's called gaslighting. Don't don't get it twisted. And Austin, you've seen us yell at Shep. And then Madison says Shep leads the pack, and you guys follow. And then Shep, mm, this is this is where it really hurts though, because it's true. Then Taylor, you're in the best position in the world. You don't have to deal with me anymore. I set you free. Taylor, I know your potential. So what the fuck are you doing with your life? Shep, I'm trying to figure my life out still. And then Taylor loses me. In other women's pants, I'm the person that I feel like sees you to your true heart, Shep. And yet you looked at me like just another number, which is ridiculous. It is. But I don't think she understood what breaking up meant. 
because she's like, you fucked another person in Texas. Shep, it's been two months. And Andy's in the middle is like, well, but you broke up. He fucked over 300 women. And Andy's like, well, he had fucked over 300 women when you met him. He's saying he's saying this, by the way, as he's handing her a tissue. He's like, well, he fucked over 300 women when you met. Hand her this tissue, please. (laughs) And then now, Taylor, now she's losing me again. Why are you using women like that? You use me like that. And Andy, you feel like he Andy's Andy's like, okay, now let's stay on task. Andy's like, you feel like he used you like that. Taylor says, yes, I was the whore that stuck around for long enough. And I believe it's Madison that goes, no. And now Leva is crying. And and then now and now fucking Taylor goes, what were you looking for when you hooked up with that girl in Texas? A nut off another number. Do you even remember her name? And then Andy, as soon as Andy starts with this, you know, you're in trouble. With all due, you're broken up. It doesn't matter. He just wants women to spread their legs so he can masturbate on them or with them. And Madison's like, okay, enough with the masturbate. And Andy goes, okay. Yeah, he's like, what do you like? Why do you care if it's over? Taylor, because I fucking love him. And Andy has the nerve to say, Shep, do you love Taylor? He's like, I'll always love Taylor. Are you in love with Taylor? No. That was unnecessary. Andy, you didn't need to ask that question. You could have you could have you could have said you didn't need to say that one at all. When they come back from break. You hear Shep being like, she's crossed the line. You don't bring up my family. She didn't bring up your family in a bad way. She didn't talk shit about your family. She just brought up that you treat your family like shit. FYI. Okay. Andy asks uh, if Shep ever had doubts in the relationship. And he said, yeah. And then he goes, well, then why the hell did you ask her to quit her job? He goes, I wanted to show her the world. But then they were in Venice and they'd had dinner at this like Michelin star restaurant. And after dinner, she just started crying and said they were not meant to be together. And she explains that it was culture shock for her. She's like, I've been used to traveling and staying on dirt floors, not having Michelin dinners. And I mean, God, guys, like it, their relationship made no sense. What did Madison said? Something like a Bible thumper and a atheist you know it's like this on paper didn't make sense and i know opposites attract but like we were looking at real fun we were ignoring real fundamental differences here and andy brings up the rumor that when they returned from this trip shep had tried to kiss one of leva's waitresses and shep goes craig can speak to that i don't remember like fuck and uh So, Jesus, Shep had been out and uh, Craig had to basically, like, keep him from cheating. Craig goes, the lights were out when I walked in, meaning Shep was not there. 
And I didn't know what he was doing. But when he tried to kiss the girl, I literally grabbed him and sat him the fuck down. Like, what a visual, right? Like, that's how toxic these men are. That, like, Craig, you know, these, like, hot fucking guys, right? These, like, tall, hot guys are all wasted out and about in Charleston. And, like, they're buddy over there it's just like oh fuck what are you doing man and like has to grab him and sit him down and be like knock it off calls taylor and taylor comes and pulls him out of the bar that's what happened like jesus christ i mean these all these people every by the way people at BravoCon keep commenting on this it's like these people are all gorgeous like all the bravo lebs all the women, they look like real life Barbies. Like when you see Lala in real life, you're like, whoa, that is, is that a person? Like they look insane. They are gorgeous people. Okay. So when you see these people in real life, you're like, what? It's crazy. So then it's sad because Taylor says, I love you immensely. And I hope you find stability and peace. And Shep says, I do too. And Lava cries. And Andy's like, oh, Shah, you're crying again. And Craig goes, I think most of us love love up here. <laughs> and then they go around and it's like, what do you hope to leave here with? And so Catherine says, I hope to leave here in a better place with everyone, especially Leva. And Andy basically sets everyone up to say something nice. It's like, Olivia and Madison, can you be good? And they're like, yeah, okay, we're good. Austin, do you want to wish Madison the best on her marriage? And he's like, Madison, I wish you and your husband the best. <laughs> uh, Vanita, anything? She's like, I want to work on my relationships, especially with La Leva and Madison. Craig says, you know, I really want to work on my relationship with Leva. I, you know, I don't like walking by Republic and not popping in and having a drink. Leva says, you can always pop in and have a drink. But if you want to pop in and have a drink with me, then we need to have a talk. And then it's, you know, Craig smart. The optics are good. He goes, can, you know, we have a hug and he hugs her and he says, I'm going to work on myself. And uh, then they're seemingly done. But right before they wrap up, Andy goes, you know, Craig, you could privately go behind that post and show us in your dick. And that's it. I felt nothing. I felt next to nothing. I don't even feel bad for Taylor and Shep because it just like it went on and on. And I, I don't know that it felt like they didn't want me to feel anything. They didn't really linger on anything too long. I did anything even really happen between Craig and Naomi. It was like, oh, OK, that's over. I guess we're just over it. And uh Leva and Craig are just enemy. I don't know. This this was just like a rush job. This is where I'm saying Andy, he gets burnt out, but I, I don't really want to blame Andy. I kind of feel like that was just the final editing. So uh <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Uh thanks, Southern Charm kind of it ties in with the season they they had to drop a bunch of storylines because they had to lose pringle and they had to lose caleb so 
I guess they were like, let's just finish. Let's just get it over with. We'll reassess. How do we feel? Do we want another season? I'm telling you now, if they do another season, I am not recapping it. This will be the last time I recap Southern Charm. This was not fun. Tell you that right now. It's too problematic. It's too problematic. Like for for me and my message and what I do, I just got a comment on, uh, was it Beverly Hills? No, I think it was on my Salt Lake City recap. Someone, someone gave me business advice, guys. The business advice they gave me was um, not to bring politics into this and not to let people know that I am liberal. Uh, because I said something, I, I used the term mean conservatives. And I replied and I said, well, if you aren't a mean conservative, then you wouldn't be offended. And I quickly let them know that I talk about politics, I talk about sexuality, I talk about mental health, and uh, if you don't like it, maybe I'm not the brand for you. Uh, so yeah, my 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 message it's like it's really hard to navigate this show, uh, especially when they stick one black person on it, and they're like, "That'll fix it, right? That'll be good, cool," and don't want to give us full context to things. So yeah, uh, not going to do this ever again. I'll tell you that right now, bring back Southern charm, New Orleans, please put it on Peacock. I don't care. Jesus. It was such a great cast and the cast has been through a lot. I don't know if everyone could come back cause I don't really know what everyone's doing, but it was so good. All right. I I'm wrapping it up. I this this was not my best work because they didn't really give me a lot to work with. So All right. Like this video. <laughs> and um love you. Mean it. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you want to support me, please go to buymeacoffee.com slash she speaks bravo and buy me a coffee or two or five. Also, please subscribe to my YouTube channel, She Speaks Bravo with Emily Hanks. And if you haven't already, please rate, review, and subscribe to the pod. Thank you guys. I'll see you on Instagram or TikTok at She Speaks Bravo. Bye. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.